to Jim Zoki with the Panthers postgame show, presented by Southern Star, an official bourbon of the Carolina Panthers. Celebrate the spirit of the Carolinas. All right, Panthers. Got some more offense going today with Andy Dalton at quarterback, but uh, still in the end, uh, not quite close enough for a victory. 37-27, the final. Jim Zoki, Eugene Robinson, Mike Pacheco with you here on the Panthers uh, postgame show. And um, Andy Dalton, of course, getting the start at quarterback, so uh, we expected that. He played well. He yes, he a, did. Eugene, a career-high 58 passing attempts in this game for him. Uh, 34 out of 58, 361, two touchdowns. No interceptions for slinging it as much as he did and all the hits he took and penalties that put them off schedule that we'll talk about during this game as well. I thought he performed really well. I thought he performed excellent because don't forget, you're in Seattle. That is one of the loudest stadiums on earth. There's no doubt about it. How many years were you there? 11? I know. I was 11 years. You can't hear. Literally, you have to shout. You can shout at the top of your lungs. If you're about five feet away from me, you're not going to be able to hear. And you have to go ahead and do everything. It has to be hand signals. I thought Andy Dalton handled the offense extremely well. I mean, like a pro, like you would expect him to do. You would think that he's been quarterbacking for the Carolina Panthers for 10 years or so. That's what you would think, the way he handled himself, the way he handled the offense. What hurt tremendously was the movement by the offensive line. Um, Icky, maybe four or five times. Moten on the other side. Savala, you – you can't keep a sustained – whenever you put yourself behind the eight ball and continually put yourself by the eight ball, you know, third and three is a lot different from third and eight. Mm-hmm. And then third and – you know, eight is a lot different from, you know, third and 13. Mm. And so from that standpoint, it's it just – now you have to come up with different plays. And, and you don't want to be put in that position. We were in that position a lot. Even though we still had a chance, I would say, Cheek, to go ahead and move the ball down the field and score. Yeah, and Andy Dalton, you actually jogged this uh, – for me, Jim, to get me thinking about this, but talking about this is the the sixth time that Andy Dalton has thrown 50 or more attempts. It's the most, uh, 34-58 today, 361 yards. It's the second time that he's uh, thrown for over 51 attempts against Seattle. And at Seattle. Wow. And he's lost all the games that he's had the, uh, 50 or more attempts. But, you know, they couldn't get the running game going either, so that put a lot more – of course, when you throw 51 times, not a lot of opportunity to run the ball. Well, and you usually – if you throw 50 times, it means you're probably trying to play catch-up. Yeah. You know, if you got the lead, you're trying to milk the clock. So it makes sense they didn't win any of those games where he threw that many times. You know, and here's another thing that we saw, and I, I've been on the receivers, you know, pretty hard last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, who's going to emerge as being the guy? Well, we saw a number of guys trying to emerge to be that guy. Thielen, yeah. yep. Shark. We saw these guys trying to, oh, Shark, trying to go ahead and be that guy, and that's what we need to happen. Mm-hmm. We saw this competitive thing. You got you got Shark over here doing this thing, and then you got Thielen, just all over the field. You know, and from that standpoint, it has to make the quarterback feel really good, knowing that he can count on somebody when he throws a rock. And Andy Dalton was throwing; he was slinging that rock. And Mike, more injuries in this game because wow. you talk about receivers. One of them, Jonathan Mingo. Uh, concussion in this game, but uh, that was just one of the the injuries. We'll talk more about that later. But sure. because you brought up receivers, made me think about that because you're trying to groom this young receiver. Now, yep. Terrace Marshall got some more for the first time uh, this season. Five catches, 35 yards. He was targeted eight times, Mike, and uh, he's just not had that kind of action up until this week. No, and it just seemed like today it was really it was really more about Thielen and Shark. I mean, Shark had mm-hmm. uh, four four catches. He was targeted 11 times. So I mean, it was you know that chemistry was developing 
in the game. And of course, you know, Andy Dalton was practicing all week, so they would be able to develop a little bit. And a great catch that he had on that sideline, too, which he secured the ball with his hands. Even though the ball hit the ground, I mean, it was a secure catch, got his feet in there. And then it was one that he missed on the opposite side on the go route, and he was diving for the ball. What he showed me, I was like, okay, I can count on that guy right there. Mm -hmm. And so from that standpoint, there's a lot of things that happen in this loss that you can look and extrapolate going forward going, hey, we're going to be okay. We really are going to be okay because I saw the uh, receiving core finally look like the receiving core. Well, and you don't want to make excuses, and I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit more later on, but, I mean, all the the penalties that the Panthers had, I mean, ended up being uh, 13 penalties, and I'd say probably seven or eight of them were false starts. And most of those were on Icky Aquana. I think he had four false starts and a holding penalty in this game. And here what I don't understand, because you know that it's already loud in the stadium, and you have to go on movement. You're going to go on the movement of the uh, the center. Center. You know, you can't look back to see what the quarterback's doing when he's putting his foot up left and right and whatnot. So you have to go on movement. And when you go on movement, you have to be in your peripheral vision able to see that ball on, on in your peripheral vision. And I'm surprised that he that he can't and that he's on I know he's on the outside. Sure. The tackles. I get it doing the outside. But it shouldn't have been that many yeah. offsides penalties. And I, you wonder too with the how penalties. how the how the line kind of bends now if, if maybe he, he he was blocked from seeing the ball. It, he could have been blocked from seeing but if he is, then get yourself in a position yeah. that you can see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's loud for everybody. Sure, sure. It's loud for everybody and you're gonna be going on movement even if the, the defensive tackle, I mean, the defensive end in front of you, even if he starts to go forward, all right, then move back. You, you're already a yard and a half be, be, uh, in, in front of him. You've got that space between them, so you can move back. So I thought it was just too many penalties. And if you saw Andy Dalton's face, he was like, come on, dude, give me a break. Right. I, oh. He rolled his eyes when Chandler Zavala had Oh, one my because, goodness. But it's an interior lineman right next to the ball. That makes it so much worse. And it makes it really worse. And so you couldn't get things started and – and we had momentum going, but the momentum was preempted and just stopped each time because we had too many too many penalties on the same drive. All right, so we're just getting underway on the postgame show. It was a long game. That was almost like an overtime length regulation game because I think of the 58 throws uh, from the right. Panthers' side in particular. Right. And Genius. it started earlier. It was a four, I mean, earlier four or five, than the, right? the, other, the other games were 425. Yeah, games. and 36 passes by Geno Smith. So wow. altogether, you're looking at like 90 passes. But uh, we'll break it all down. We'll have some highlights. We'll hear from the coach. We'll hear from some of the players. Our final thoughts, the final thoughts from the guys in the booth today with uh, Jordan Gross uh, joining Anish and Luke there. So, uh, again, the Panthers still looking at their first win of the year, and it uh, remains elusive as they fall to Seattle in Seattle, 37-27. This is the Panthers postgame show, and you're listening on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Panthers football is heard exclusively on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Touchdown, Carolina! Join us next Sunday as the Panthers host the Minnesota Vikings. Kickoff on the network is set for 1 o'clock. Presented by Morris Jenkins, official heating, air conditioning, and plumbing services partner of the Carolina Panthers. Hey, we welcome you back to Bank of America Stadium. Panthers post-game show presented by Southern Star, an official bourbon of the Carolina Panthers. Celebrate the spirit of the Carolinas. Panthers falling today on the road 37-27 at Carolina. So let's go ahead and give you the post-game scoreboard brought to you by the North Carolina Education Lottery. Elevate game day with the new Carolina Panthers scratch-off. Enter to win season tickets to the vault, a field-level premium seating experience 
on sale now. So a couple games uh, that just went final about the same time. Our game uh, has gone final. Arizona halting Dallas's undefeated season with a win today, 28-16. to Josh Dobbs, 17 of 20, 189 yards with a touchdown. Wow. I don't know if you heard about this, uh, but it, apparently at Kansas City, Taylor Swift was in attendance mm-hmm. in the, the uh, Travis Kelsey suite. Patrick Mahomes, 24 of 33, 272 yards, three touchdowns. Kansas City knocks off Chicago, 41 to 10. So the Bears now 0 and 3, just like the Carolina Panthers. So a tough one there for them. Indianapolis, big comeback against Come Baltimore. Back. They won 22 19 in that game. How about Matt Gay? He was 5 for 5 from uh, with field goals. He had a 53 yard game winner and four 50 plus yard field wow. goals. First time somebody's ever done that. Has four. Field goes of 50 or more yards in a game. Impressive. Yeah, very impressive. Absolutely impressive. Yeah, and uh, Zach Morris, 30 of 122, uh, a touchdown and a receiving touchdown in that game as well. Cleveland over Tennessee, 27-3. to Deshaun Watson was 27 of 33, 289 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Jared Goff leads Detroit over Atlanta, 20-6. He had a touchdown and an interception mm. in that game. Gene, your Green Bay Packers uh, came, came back from 17 down. Answered points. Yeah, 17 down, 18 17. Also helps that Derek Carr left that game with a <laughs> shoulder injury yeah. for the Saints because they were rolling. But uh, what a great comeback. 18 17, the final in that game. Houston knocks off Jacksonville 37 17. So Houston off the Schneid. They get their first win of the year. CJ Stroud, 20 of 30, 280 yards. He had two touchdowns in that game. And now, how about this one? Miami, 70 points Ouch. in a game. They hold Denver to 20, so 70 to uh, 20, the final in that game. First time an NFL team's had 350 yards passing and 350 yards rushing in a game. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, that game has so many. 700 yards. 700 700 yards yards of offense. Wow. (laughs) It's crazy. Great to have Sean Payton back in the NFL. (laughs) Yeah, well, he might have learned a lot. Could have happened to a nicer guy. (laughs) Wow. I don't even understand that. Chargers over Minnesota. We'll see the Vikings coming up next. A four-point game, 28-24 in that game. New England keeps rolling over the Jets, 15-10. Buffalo beating uh, our former coach, Ron Rivera, 37-3 in that game. Josh Allen was uh, 20 of 32, 28 yards with a touchdown and an interception. And then, of course... Uh, on the Thursday night game, San Francisco being the Giants, 30-12. Coming up tonight, Pittsburgh is at Las Vegas. We have two Monday night games this week. Philadelphia is at Tampa Bay, and then the Rams are at Cincinnati. That's the 850. That Philly-Tampa Bay game should be a good game. Baker Mayfield's I know, debut. Playing good this year. Yeah, why don't we get we'll guys see. like that? <laughs> <laughs> why? why do you do this? <laughs> you know, he's been hot and cold in his career. It's, I mean, he yeah. really did have some good seasons in Cleveland. So, as you see, you know, sustaining it consistently yeah. has been the issue. Uh, with Baker there, but uh, yeah, we'll see that those uh, Monday night games here. And you know, one of the things about the Panthers uh, losing—they were ten out of nineteen in third down, and Seattle was I, I, three out of thirteen. I know I was almost fifty percent in three out of thirteen, <laughs> but the three out of thirteen defensively for the Seattle Seahawks is that they've been getting chunk plays on first and second down, six yards, seven yards. I mean, Charbonnet, Walker—they just been driving the ball. I was like, oh my goodness, it's like it's second down and two, it's third down and one. I mean, so. They weren't even you know, getting the third oh, down. Oh, no, no, they getting third down. They were actually getting a first downs and just two downs, and that's what you want to do as an offense. I thought Seattle's offense ran the ball so well, mm-hmm. and we tackled, I thought, so poorly at times, that uh, that set everything up for the passing game and for Geno's to do what he was able to get and do. Don't forget, in the first half, what's what? They were in red zone by almost six times. 
came up with field goals. There's field goals every time. You know? Yeah, field goals. Yeah. So they couldn't convert. Our defense held and did their thing, but our defense couldn't sustain that. They couldn't sustain yeah, Seattle ran for 146, Carolina 44. Uh, Seattle 4.4 yards a carry, 3.1 for the Panthers, which I think was pretty close to what they were last week. They, they've really had trouble you know, running the ball in these first three games. Yeah, and the defense, just to go back to them for a minute, I mean, it really was the bend, don't break, and then finally it just bent too much. It just bent too much. and when you got Which is you, breaking. I know, and when you had a, and when you get guys who are injured and hurt. <laughs> bend, don't break, and they bent too much. And then they <laughs> broke. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get guys who are injured, and you have to replace guys. Frankie Louvel, you got to replace him. Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods, got to replace him. Uh, C.J. Henderson, you got to replace him. And I thought Hill played exceptionally well, by the way. All right, we have more to come here on the Panthers postgame show, the Southern Star Bourbon Whiskey postgame show. Uh, we got highlights coming up. We'll have some interviews, exclusive interview stats, uh, injury report, which is going to be pretty lengthy. A lot oh, yes. of injuries in this game today. So more to come here. Panthers falling today, 37-27. to You're listening to Panthers football presented by Morris Jenkins. This is Jim Zoki. Join me Sunday at 10 for the Panther Stadium Show. Three hours of free game counting you down to the Panthers-Vikings game. On the home of the Carolina Panthers, 99.7 The Fox. This is the Panthers postgame show presented by Southern Star, an official bourbon of the Carolina Panthers. Celebrate the spirit of the Carolinas. Zone read, gives straight up the middle, touchdown, touchdown, Carolina. Reaction and analysis to today's game with special guests, highlights, and updates from around the league. Complete touchdown right side, makes the catch, touchdown, Panthers. Now what? How about it? Now to Jim Zoki with the Panthers postgame show exclusively on the Carolina Panthers radio network. All right, your friends Jim, Mike, and Eugene here. 37-27, Seahawks with the win, though, as the uh, Seahawks improve to 2-1. and one. Panthers fall to 0-3, outgained in yardage 425-378 to 378 in this one. Uh, Andy Dalton did have a uh, career passing attempt day, his most in a game. 58 pass attempts in this one for Dalton, completing 34 for 361 yards in the game. And uh, had some touchdown passes. The big one was uh, to DJ Chark as we listen back to some of the highlights here. 47-yard score, and it gave the Panthers a lead. 5.05 to go. Dalton, shotgun snap, four-man rush. Clean pocket, Dalton throws down field, Chark, wide open, spins away, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, 47 yards, Andy Dalton to DJ Chark, it's the longest play of the season for the Panthers. And for Chark of the game, four catches, 86 yards, including that touchdown. So he brought that uh, deep ball threat in this game for sure, no question about it. Also, Adam Thielen, who had 11 catches, 145 yards, and a touchdown. Was not a big running day for Carolina overall, as we mentioned. Miles Sanders held in check, nine carries, 24 yards, but he does get his first uh, Panthers touchdown. Andy Dalton is in the shotgun. Miles Sanders in the backfield. Thielen slot left, Chark wide left. Two tight ends, the snap. Give to Sanders, plowing behind his left guard. No signal yet. Not a man. Touchdown, Touchdown oh. Carolina. All right, so Sanders into the end zone, but uh, too much Seattle Seahawks rushing attack in this one. Kenneth Walker, the third, 97 yards rushing for the second-year player. This is the second of his two touchdowns in the game.
Ace formation, Walker in a tailback, Smith under center. Fant motions right, handoff Walker, running right side, has an opening, angles into the end zone for a Seattle touchdown. Geno Smith, 296 yards passing with a touchdown, one pick. DK Metcalf, his top receiver, six catches, 112 yards. You guys brought it up earlier, though, 13 penalties, 82 yards. And uh, Eugene, so many of those were false starts, a couple of holding penalties in there, a handful on the defense. But uh, it's just uh, it was like one of those contagious things where you kept watching it. It was a lot of Vicky Aquanu, but there were a number of players that jumped in And this don't game. forget, even when we went to – Punt the ball. <laughs> we had we had movement by the offensive line once again. That's for the special team. So it continued, kind of spilled over mm-hmm. into that. I thought another thing that um, defensively that we didn't do as well, we covered really well in the first half because we kept Geno moving in the pocket, trying to find something. So that was great coverage. In the second half, and particularly, I want to be careful. Dante Jackson is really, really good, but he's keep looking in the backfield. He's looking at the quarterback when the guy's running with him and trying to rely on that speed. There was a time when he thought they were throwing the ball in the flat. He jumps up on the guy in the flat. As a guy running behind him downfield, he has to stop, and now he has to use all that speed to make a tackle. Mm -hmm. Instead of if he just plays – because – the linebacker's going out to the flat anyway. If he just plays the cover three, it looked like they was cover three, cover four. If he plays that, just plays it, he has an interception. Yeah. I mean, so I, I don't know if Dante now I'm a big fan of him. I don't know what if he's trying to do too much. I'm saying, dude, you got dirty eyes, man. You're looking at the quarterback, man. The guy running at you, you all your focus should be on that man in that zone or in that in that man-to-man coverage. I saw the same thing, but I think he was going with D, uh, DK uh, Metcalf across the field on a on a, a drag route. And he's looking at the quarterback, and then Metcalf is slowly pulling away Pull from away. him, yeah. and then he catches the ball. And now you, now you got to be special. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, amongst all the hurt and the injuries that we got from Xavier Woods, all the people in the secondary, C.J. Henderson, if you got bad technique, you just made it worse. And so I hope that technique gets cleaned up because he's too good, and he needs to be on the field where he can get interceptions if he plays proper technique. And he saves himself a second on that first play we were talking about. It's an interception. It's an interception. Because he's in a proper position instead of kind of coming in from behind at the last second. Exactly. And, and I remember I remember talking to him his first year. I was like, dude, you're extremely good. I said, dude, just rely on your technique. Don't rely on your speed. Because mm-hmm. you got great technique. He really does. When he plays good technique, he's, he's unstoppable. But when he wants to peek in the backfield and look at what the quarterback's doing, I'm going to give you a hint. There's no play that the quarterback is throwing the ball to a defensive back. None. None. There's no play. And how do they say, throw the ball to number 26? There's no play that they got like that at all. So it would just behoove you. Make sure you just handle your business because you can get interceptions that there for the taking if you do a proper technique. Different situation. What about Jeremy Chin on that two-point conversion where the ball's in the air, coming across the field from over 20 yards? I mean, how, how does he not have the time to recognize what's happening there? So Jeremy was in pursuit running with them and trying to stay up with them. And then as he got close to him, I don't know if he got a ball call, but as he got a call, yeah. he actually started to turn and then try to make a play on the ball, but he was just a tad bit, his hand just a tad bit too late. So I'm not so mad at Jeremy because – he actually turned trying to make a play on the ball, and he actually had a shot at 
knocking the ball down, as opposed to what I was saying when you're looking at the quarterback because, you know, Lockett's running away from you or DK Metcalf's running away from you. And so, you know, I think the coach is going to give him a little bit more slack Mm -hmm. because he actually made a play on the ball. Lockett just made a better catch. Yeah, and those those two are – you know, high echelon wide receivers. And hold on, let's talk about this because on the outside, uh, I think it was uh, uh, Yitor, he forces he forces him out of the pocket first, falls down, gets back up. Yep. And then he, I was hoping he was hustling even more because if he hustles just a little bit more, he knocks down the ball. Mm. He, he didn't expect him to be there still right. scrambling, and then he took off. And Football is one of them things that you've just got to stay engaged every single time because you don't know in a play when your number's going to come up that you're going to be the guy. And there was too many instances where we had guys need to be the guy, and they weren't. I'm sorry that so long. No, say all that, that was a good explanation and all that. There's a lot of stuff that's little things that's going to drive the coaches crazy, right. which you can actually eliminate. So tough uh, all the way around. There were a number of issues we mentioned on the offense, defensive penalties. We're going to hear from the head coach, Frank Reich. We'll hear from some of the players. Uh, We'll get final thoughts from the booth. We'll keep you up to date with the games and the scores in progress here as we continue here on the uh, Panthers Southern Star Bourbon Whiskey postgame show. You're listening to the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. It was a season of stirring comebacks. Panthers have won it in overtime! Unlikely heroes. It is about a team built and put together on a bunch of second, third, last chance guys. And unwavering belief. We just started developing that mentality that even if we get it close to the end or get it to overtime, we're winning. Cardiac, the story of the 2003 Carolina Panthers. You can listen to Cardiac on Panthers.com, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. final score from Seattle where the Seahawks top the Panthers who are still looking for their first win of the season. We'll hear from Frank uh, Reich, the coach, coming up a little bit later in this postgame show. The Panthers Locker Room Show is brought to you by Southern Star, an official bourbon of the Carolina Panthers. Celebrate the spirit of the Carolinas. And first up, Adam Thielen, who had a terrific uh, afternoon for the Panthers in this game. Uh, Scored a touchdown, had his best game, obviously, in the short season. 11 catches, 145 yards on 14 targets as he joins the guys in the booth. We're now joined by Panthers wide receiver Adam Thielen. 11 catches, 145 yards, a touchdown. Uh, Adam, what went right? offensively with your chemistry with Andy Dalton today? You know, I mean, I think he's, he's a fighter. He's a, he's a guy who um, has a lot of confidence, and he's going to go out there and, and give his best effort every single time he's out there. So um, just out there, just trying to get open and, and uh, be available for him. Um, obviously, this one hurts because um, we know we, know we kind of did some of the things that we wanted to do, uh, but as an offense, we, we really let the team down. Uh, today with all the penalties and um, some of the misplays that we had. So um, we got to go back to the drawing board. Adam, Jordan here. I know uh, how hard it is to play in this stadium with the crowd noise as an offensive lineman, and that was a big struggle for us today. Anything to be said to those those young linemen during the game, after the game, to, to improve on that and, and be better next time? Yeah, you know, co- Coach hit on it. But at the end of the day, man, we, we love those guys. We, we have so much confidence in those guys. We have so much confidence in this team and so much faith. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a, a really good group right there. And um, they know. They know. Everyone, you know, in, in this league, 
when you when you mess up, um, you know, the first thing you do is you look yourself in the mirror, right? You know, you know what you did. You know, there's plays in that game. I look at myself in the mirror and said, man, I make that play. It's, you know, this or that. Um, and I think, you know, we again, we, we, we want them to know that we have a lot of confidence. They know that they know they know that that's not good enough. Um, you know, I know that, you know, some of the things I did wasn't good enough, but um, but um, we have a lot of confidence in this team and, and that group specifically. I mean, shoot, we got more confidence in, the, in that group than than uh, pretty much every other position group. Hey, Adam, what's up? It's Luke. There was a couple uh, a couple situations in the game. You guys lined up and then shifted to a new formation. Andy checked to play, and it looked like you guys had two mesh concepts that both went to you and for uh, ended up big gains. Can you kind of talk about what you guys saw pre-snap that allowed you guys to switch into that look? Yeah, you know, coaches coaches did a great job this week of, of keeping things simple um, so we could play fast because, you know, obviously the noise and, and, you know, that obviously got us today. But, but um, the coaches did a great job of just – keeping things simple, but then, you know, on some of those plays, you know, having the option to, you know, check it um, first, the perfect look, right? You know, it was a, it was a um, perfect look, check to a perfect look, right? And and so a couple of times Andy saw it, um, checked it, we got set up and go and, and went and, and made big plays. Um, there was a few other times in the game where, where it could have been a big play, um, had the same kind of thing going and, and we were moving um, all at the same time. So you caused the penalty. So we just got to clean that up, you know, pre-snap penalties in this league. Um, you just you just can't have and and there's no point, finger pointing none of that. Um, we got to find a way to just eliminate those pre-snap penalties. This game's hard enough um, the way it is, right? Um, so we got to find a way. Adam, I'll leave you with this: is you know the frustration um, of zero and three. Does it stem from when you look back at these first three games? It wasn't so much that you guys got beat, but. There were just a few plays here, some self-inflicted stuff. You talked about the penalties today where you feel you know, a couple of those things get cleaned up. There's a chance to do some damage. Yeah, you know, I think it's, again, um, we talk about it all the time. Coach talks about healthy tension, right? And the way that I think of that in this situation is, yeah, do we feel like we could have won all three of those games? Yes. But at the end of the day, we can't just keep coming back to that and saying, man, if we would have done this or would have eliminated this, we would have won. We, we can't keep coming back to that. We got to find a way to have some urgency in the in what we're doing. Um, and, and if we get beat, so be it. But but to beat ourselves and not give us those opportunities, um, it's just tough. It's frustrating. Um, and we know we got to clean it up. Adam, appreciate it. Congratulations on a great game today. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, Adam Thielen did have a great game, uh, and Andy Dalton with a chemistry with him as well. So we don't obviously know as we sit here the health status of the ankle injury for sure. Bryce Young next week. Uh, but Andy Dalton, if you were just you know measuring, uh, doesn't matter your age, doesn't matter your draft selection, doesn't matter where things are. Uh, the offense today, Bryce had 299 yards. Again, it's not all on the quarterback, but just given the numbers here, 299 total in two games. 361 yards passing in this game by Andy Dalton, and certainly this uh, this offense had a lot more zip to it today, Eugene, than they had in the first two games. And the thing that Andy Dalton, he looked poised in the pocket. I mean, he looked so comfortable in the pocket, finding the throwing lanes, escaping out of the pocket, picking up a first down with his legs, hitting uh, Mingle when he's running to his right-hand side, throwing the ball to Thielen. He just looked so comfortable back mm-hmm. there. And so... My wife said to me, sent me a text, say he he looks really really good. They need to to keep him in there, right? It's all right. And I said to her, it's all right for Bryce Young to learn on the bench. It's okay yeah. right now. Just if he's playing well, you know, and you waiting for his ankle to to get healed, then let his ankle heal up and let him be mentored and watch a guy a pro work because we saw Andy Dalton put some major work in against a really good yeah. defense that was swarming. I thought he's going to be able to take a, advantage of this defense. They put a lot of pressure on him, and they came after him. 
And I thought he handled it well. And really, Mike, you could say he was the best part of this Panthers game today. Oh, was, no doubt was about a quarterback it. Play. And, and you take away, you know, I think one of the things that hurt the running game was because of these false starts, we started to see the team get into like first and 20 or first and 15s or, you know, third and, you know, the, it extended the play. So it almost had to put him in passing downs instead of trying to run the ball. So I think it, 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 one thing kind of snowballed into another. It, 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 it did. This, but what it showed me about the Panthers' offense is that there could be some continuity and some pop to it. That's one thing I learned. If, I, if I'm being honest, going, hey, you know what? This offense doesn't look as bad. Yeah. There's some this movement to this offense. And we saw the ball go down the field to, uh, for, to Chark down the field on the left-hand side, 47 yards, and on the right-hand side. So we saw the ball get pushed down the field. I'm like, okay, all right, we can, we can work with that. We saw Miles Sanders be a little bit more like uh, Christian McCaffrey. Catching the ball out the backfield and putting some work in. There was one time he was in a mesh route that that they were talking about where they threw the ball to him and they called a flag or something like that. He caught it. He's like, he's about to go. He's about to take off. Because there's a line. No, he reached for the ball and the ball was too far from him. But if he catches that, he's gone because it's a linebacker. And he's got the ball in stride yeah, if he catches it. Stride. Yeah. So yeah. there is some pop to this offense if I'm if I'm looking at it going, hey, these guys is they're not they're not bad at all, and yeah. and Seattle had to play a really good game defensively, which they were struggling in to go ahead and beat the Carolina Panthers today, and they were able to do that. Well, and you can look at the film on offense and say, look, there were some things that we did really well. You can take some confidence out of that, and I think when you're able to play with confidence, if you can do something once, then you can do it twice, and then you just keep building on top of that. And I think there are some 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 great takeaways from this game. There is, but I think so. When we look at it. There's so many injuries yeah. that, and particularly into that linebacker position. Th- and now the secondary. And now the secondary. You're, you're down J.C. Horn. You're down, uh, in this game, uh, you lost Xavier Woods and C.J. Henderson. C.J. Henderson. So you're getting into the, you know, a lot of injuries at a particular skill group is when you get into a lot of issues. There. Yeah, uh, and now your depth is being tested. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, they were able to pick up a guy, Matthias Farley, who used to play for mm-hmm. for Frank Wright with, down in the Colts, and he plays safety. He's a special team guy, but he also plays that safety position. Um, and so he's a guy that you can actually kind of slide in there too, uh, but you have to learn the system. And, well, he knows this system. Yeah. And he's on the practice squad now? Yeah, he's on yep. the practice squad now. Yep. And so I'm like, okay. Fortuitous for a guy, sure. Because when you lose a secondary guy, you're also losing a special team guy, right? Because we play all special teams for the most part. And you know, Camus Grugier Hill, same thing. He was a core special yes. teams player, but he had to step in right. for Shaq at the linebacker spot. And yeah, and you know, he's going to be playing 65, 70 plays a game, and now you're going to make him play another 23 plays of special teams. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Off, all that's right. to ask. Well, we'll hear from the head coach, Frank Reich. I think we'll probably do that next as we continue here on the uh, postgame show brought to you by Southern Star Bourbon Whiskey. And, again, the final score, Seattle wins over Carolina 37-27. to Much more to come, though, as we continue. And you're listening to Panthers Football presented by Morris Jenkins. Panthers football is heard exclusively on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Touchdown, Carolina! Join us next Sunday as the Panthers host the Minnesota Vikings. Kickoff on the network is set for 1 o'clock. Presented by Morris Jenkins, official heating, air conditioning, and plumbing services partner of the Carolina Panthers. Back to the Panthers postgame show, presented by Southern Star, an official bourbon of the Carolina Panthers. Celebrate the spirit of the Carolinas. 
All right, wish we had better news for you, but we do not. 37-27, Panthers lose at Seattle to fall to 0-3, and they have the Minnesota Vikings coming to town next Sunday. But to get more of a wrap on this one now, we send it back to Seattle and uh, the uh, conversation with the guys in the booth and the head coach, Frank Reich. We're joined by Panthers head coach, Frank Reich. Uh, coach, let's start with a positive. Uh, describe what Andy Dalton was able to do today with this offense. Uh, you know, Andy did a good job in the past game. He made plays. He protected the football. Um, you know, we had obviously the eight illegal procedures, but it wasn't operationally as far as delay a game or the noise didn't affect that. Um, and the procedure stuff was really not on Andy. So he did a very good job in a tough environment. He did a very good job throwing the football, making some big plays. We were good on third down, had a handful of chunk plays, so there were some positives there. Yeah, I was just you know thinking about Bryce watching this game. What is he able to learn watching Andy in an environment like this and how well he played? Yeah, I mean, I think, he, I think it wasn't just today. It was really how he handled the whole week in his preparation. I think uh, you know Bryce was really into it the whole week. Um, and so I think it's a very positive thing. I think he saw Andy keep his poise. Um, you know, that game was a crazy game. And we're in the fourth quarter, and we score, and we're within a few points. And if we could just pull it together, right, and, and all three phases, get a stop on defense, come back and score one more time on offense, we're in a position to win that game. And so I think one thing Bryce will take away is just hang in there. Just keep hanging in there. Keep protecting the football. Um, just make, make the throws, manage the game, know when to take the deep shot, when to check it down. I thought Andy did a really good job with that. Awesome. Coach, how do you address the penalties? Anish, I mean, I, I'm, you know, we all got to man up. And what I told the guys in the locker room, you know, as, as offensive coaches myself and our offensive staff, I said it starts there. We have to take responsibility for it. Like we're supposed get these guys prepared. So, and I, we we had to noise up Wednesday. You couldn't even think it was so loud. So I put it first on the coaches. We have to do a better job. But then I didn't stop there. I said, it's on the players. It's on both of us. Everyone, everyone on that offensive unit, right? That was pathetic and unacceptable. I mean, it was like we'd never played in the noise before. I, I've never seen anything like that. And honestly, I was shocked. I, I, I was just shocked. And um, I, all week long, we handled the stuff in practice very well. We hadn't, you know, I don't think we had one false start the whole week. And, uh, you know, most of our false starts came on when Andy was changing the play. And, you know, you have to be able to do that in this league. And so, um, you know, we just got to work together as players and coaches. Coaches, we got to get the guys ready, and the players need to keep their poise and, and execute. Uh, last thing, Coach, is there a sense here three games in that, hey, this thing isn't that far away. We haven't been beaten, but we've beaten ourselves more so. Well, there's no question we feel like that. Like, you, we look at the rosters and, nobody, you know, we have, the, we have the players and the coaches. What I said in the locker room was, and, and I mean every ounce of it, like, I believe in our players. I believe in our coaches. We have the right guys in the room, you know, in every game. Listen, I, I don't want to take away from the teams that we played. They outplayed us and they outcoached us and they, and they beat us. Okay, but you, we also feel like we didn't make anybody beat us. We made – too many self-inflicted errors. The guy, we all know that. Coaches and players, we all know that. And, you know, we can eliminate those. We can minimize those things. We can do a better job on those things. And there's a lot of football left. I, I 
been on a team, coached a team a couple of years ago, was one in five and won playoff games. And the way you do that is you don't start thinking about what is it going to take to win the playoffs. You just try to get better the next week and the next day and focus on the next opponent. And then when we do that, it gives us a chance. So that's, what, that's the way we're going to approach it. Coach, appreciate it. We know you know a thing or two about a comeback. Thank you. Thanks, Anish. All right, that's a head coach, Frank Reich. By the way, the Panthers had, we mentioned, 13 penalties. Eight of those were false starts. That's the most by any team Oof. in the NFL since 2011 when the Chicago Bears had that many. So 12 years ago when they had nine, uh, this is the most in the league since that one. That's how many false starts the Carolina had today. And you heard him say that they practiced with the noise. They put the noise machine yeah. on there, and it's almost like being in the, at the airport with, with yeah. planes. And that's all you can hear is nothing but, nothing but sound. So you're going to go on hand signals. You're going to go on movement. You're going to be looking with your eyes to go ahead and be your ears. And I can't believe that there's been that many penalties at all because all this does is derail any efforts that you had to go ahead and, and, and move the chains or to advance or to, to pick up a first down, all that type of stuff. And so from that standpoint, we really did hurt ourselves. Well, and sometimes too, Eugene, doesn't it, it just, for whatever reason, it just, it tends to, one becomes two, two becomes three, three becomes six. It just gets in your head and it's, it's more of a mental thing. And not, I mean, it's not anything else and for the office of line typically at the, the tackle spot you got a guy that's in front of you in a five technique or nine technique on the outside of you where you can see him and then if it's if you if that guy's there and you got the guy that's on the guard typically you're worried about a stunt but you have room because right. you know you're a yard and a half away from each other because mm-hmm. they can't be in a neutral zone from that standpoint so you really do have time you do have time, so if you, if you, if you're trying to get, read your keys a little bit, maybe you just can't see. Read the ball or go on his movement. That's what. That's how I think you handle that, as opposed to anything else. All right, we'll take a time out here, uh, Mike. When we come back, how about a scoreboard update? Yes. We'll go through the injuries, and then a little bit later on, we'll get the final thoughts uh, from the booth and from here. As again, we uh, put the wraps on this uh, 37-27 loss in Seattle. As you're listening to the. Uh, Southern Star Bourbon Whiskey post-game show on the Carolina Panthers radio network. It was a season that captured the hearts of a city. A lot of people in Charlotte, the Panthers were their second favorite team. I think after that, Panthers started becoming their first favorite team. And the region, we were the first to be able to bring that type of joy to the Carolinas. Cardiac, the story of the 2003 Carolina Panthers. Yes, Charlotte, there is a Super Bowl, and we're in it. You can listen to Cardiac on Panthers.com, Spotify, or Apple Podcast. Anyway, welcome back to Bank of America Stadium, the Southern Star Bourbon Whiskey postgame show. Eugene Robinson, Jim Zoki, I am Mike Pacheco. Panthers falling in this one 37-27. Let's take a drive around the league. Brought to you by the Honda dealers of the Carolinas. Only one game going on right now. That is Pittsburgh at Las Vegas. And currently early, only about four minutes into the game. And no score there. A couple of games I uh, just want to highlight from earlier today. Green Bay, 18 unanswered points. Beat New Orleans 18-17. to 17. Of course, Derek Carr gets hurt in that game. So that kind of helped bring the comeback there. Miami over Denver, 70-20. to 20, And you'll be surprised that this was a scoregami, Jim. This was a score that's <laughs> never happened before. You love the, the score, Joe. I do love the scoregami. This is the 1,077th unique final score 
in NFL history. A, a quick nod to Matt Hogan for uh, fishing that one out for us. And then our next opponent will be Minnesota. They were at home today. They lost to the Chargers 28-24. to Justin Herbert, 40 of 47, Eugene, 407 yards mm. and uh, three touchdowns in that game. Goodness. Yeah, goodness. Right. And then Pittsburgh, uh, we mentioned uh, Pittsburgh and Las Vegas going on right now. Philadelphia at Tampa Bay, that'll be the 7-15 game tomorrow night on Monday Night Football. And then the Rams at Cincinnati, an 8-15 start. So Cincinnati trying to avoid an 0-3 is start. Is Burrow supposed to play? He is. Don't I, know. Yeah, Don't it's know still kind of questionable. questionable. Yeah, questionable. That He's one. not been right since the first day of training camp when he got hurt. He is not. And that's a great segue because it's about <laughs> time to do our injury report brought to you by Atrium Health. You deserve to live your best life, and Atrium Health is here to help. For the Panthers, C.J. Henderson, uh, he missed most of the game. He was questionable with an ankle. Xavier Woods with a hamstring. Jonathan Mingo, a concussion. And Frankie Louvu uh, came out of the game with a hip injury. So, obviously, all those players and everybody else will be evaluated. Eugene, it's a long flight home from Seattle, and sometimes just sitting in that plane for five hours can kind of <laughs> bring out some other things, right? Yeah. I tell you what, defensively, what I thought, you know, and I'm, I'm speaking defensively, trying to put my finger on things, is like our edges were not un- – they, were, they weren't we, as crisp as we've seen Yeah, we need to be better on the edges. And, you know, I know that Hill went in the game for Henderson, and there was one when he comes up uh, – and gets caught on the inside, and Charbonnet goes on the outside and picks up a big, long run. But other than that, I thought the linebackers and the defensive ends, if you will, uh, needed to keep that ball bottled up inside where that running back has to go back inside where there's a linebacker instead of on the outside where there's a secondary person, typically downfield, safety or corner, and now edges. So something that needs to get cleaned up, uh, edges need to get cleaned up. BCR, bootleg container reverse. Make sure you got that contained. I don't know. It's uh, it's a little bit of everything. I think uh, Coach Frank Reich's been saying it each week. They don't seem that far off. I mean, there were moments in this game where the Panthers led and they would come back and they would do things, but they're just not able to put it all together yeah. and sustain it. And now um, you know, people are going to be talking about the quarterback. That's going to be the thing all this week. And we don't know Bryce Young's uh, – Injury status, obviously, until we get closer to it next week. But uh, you know, if you just looked at performance, you know, Andy Dalton. I mean, that Played that well. opened up a lot of things uh, today. And you know, so I know you're, you're grooming a young quarterback, uh, but also it's early in the season. You're zero and three now. You go to zero and four. Right. I mean, this team's not been zero and three. And I think twenty ten was the last time they started out zero and three. Twenty ten was the last time. Yeah, and they, they went off 0-5 2 and 14, 14 that year. That year, so that's you know, you don't want to go zero and four even with an expanded season. And there's no shame learning on the bench too. Right. I mean, if, and if his ankles hurting, then put Andy Dalton. But in. even if he's at like eighty percent and he could play, why not let him take a week off and maybe get to one hundred percent the next week? Absolutely, there's no doubt. If I got a quarterback like Andy Dalton, based on the way he performed, then I'm going to go ahead and say, okay. Uh, Bryce, take a look at this. We're going to have some film sessions, and you want to take a look at how he handled that game. He handled this game really brilliantly, I thought. Well, a 13-year veteran, three-time Pro Bowl player should be ahead of absolutely. Bryce Young at this point. He's only two games into right. his absolutely. So this is as expected, I would think, right? right. A- absolutely. And he's fulfilling really the, the the job description that he was signed under, which is to, to be the mentor. And what better way to do it than to show them how to do it? I mean, and everybody loves Bryce Young, but don't you owe it to all the guys working all week yes. to give the team the best chance to 100%. win each week? Ab- absolutely. And just the confidence. Hearing Thielen talking about um, Andy Dalton and the confidence he has in Andy Dalton, you know, it, it just made you, it made you feel real good about the situation moving forward. If Bryce is still hurt, then you got Andy Dalton. There's no letdown at all. 
Well, I think the other thing, too, that, that helps, you know, and obviously you know the history, but sometimes you have to see it, right? So it, I'm not saying that – obviously Bryce was and Andy have had a great relationship, but, but for him to see Andy Dalton to go out and then do it, yes. it kind of helps. When he's telling you something, it kind of sinks in maybe just a little bit more. Just the decisiveness. And again, it comes from 13 years of experience in this league. But you know, when Andy Dalton was back there, it was just a crisp decisiveness in what to do. And uh, and he's not a runner, so I mean, Bryce Young has to factor in: Do I run in this situation? Because he can take off and get a 20 yard run. Andy Dalton's not going to do that. So I think, or even you know, he can just keep a play alive by scrambling. A by scrambling. Bit. But I'm saying, you know, Bryce has to in his head compute all that while right. guys yes. are coming after him. Where Dalton's first instinct is throw it away. Right, you know, make a quick. Uh, yeah, and there's no shame in learning somewhere. that either. But uh, again, just as far as yeah. pocket passing and that kind of thing, I think that Andy Dalton has to make different kind of decisions than Bryce does. And don't forget, Andy Dalton threw 58 passes today. Yeah. <laughs> 58. That's a lot. That's a lot. Of, that's two that's games. Like, that's, that's two games, games for some guys. <laughs> that's two games for some people, indeed. And so, yeah. and well, and you don't was, go into <clears throat> Seattle, throw it 58 times, and. Think you're going to come under high school conditions, under when yeah. you can't hear when you're getting eight penalties from your offensive line that's putting you behind the eight ball, and he still was able to overcome that. All right, two more segments I'm to go. Saying, dude. We'll get the final thoughts uh, from the gang in the booth, and we'll come back and do our final thoughts as well as we continue to uh, put the wraps on this 37-27 loss. Panthers in Seattle today, and you've been listening on Panthers Football presented by Morris Jenkins. This is Jim Zoki. Join me Sunday at 10 for the Panther Stadium Show. Three hours of pregame counting you down to the Panthers-Vikings game. On the home of the Carolina Panthers, 99.7 The Fox. Back to Jim Zoki with more of the Panthers postgame show. Presented by Southern Star. An official bourbon of the Carolina Panthers. Celebrate the spirit of the Carolinas. 37-27, Seattle wins over the uh, still winless Carolina Panthers, 0-3 in the new era here. As we send it back to Seattle, we'll get the final thoughts now from Anish along with Luke and Jordan. Anish Ruff, Jordan Gross, Luke Keekley. Panthers fall to 0-3, losing to the Seahawks 37-27. to uh, Panthers led at halftime. They seem to control this game. Luke, once the injuries, especially on defense, started piling up, uh, it just started to snowball for the Panthers, and Seattle was able to have its way offensively in that second half. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's difficult. You talk about guys stepping up, going in the game to fill the void for Shaq. So Frankie stepped up and obviously was playing extremely well early in the game. He gets banged up. Xavier Woods, who's a really good leader in the back end, kind of getting communication and making sure everybody's on the same page. He gets banged up. It's just hard. You go into a game and – you think you're going to have whatever it is, 46 guys on your roster that are, that have the ability to play, and then five or six guys get hurt. Now it's 41. You start getting slim because you have to still put 11 guys in the field for special teams, and a majority of those guys come from second-level defenders, whether they're linebackers or safeties or corners. And when you start to when you start to chip it away at depth, those guys got to start playing a lot more plays than they're used to. Deion Jones, his first game playing in a long time it just wears those guys out and makes it very difficult to play yeah we saw that in the fourth quarter guys playing much longer than they're used to and Seattle just ran the ball uh, up and down the field Jordan when you were here last year when the Panthers won in Seattle it was Simon and Garfunkel it was the sound of silence because the Panthers were able to run the ball they built the lead they took the crowd out of it that was not the case today. The 12th man was loud. It was vociferous, and uh, penalties 
a lot of them crowd-induced, but whatever it is, 13 penalties, you're not going to win. No, it's an incredible hard, incredibly hard situation to focus and stay confident in as a pass protector when you're dealing with this crowd noise. I was very vocal about how I felt the, the cadence, the silent cadence they were using with the center's head movement to snap that ball was a challenging scenario for the O-lineman, and then that just kind of bred – bad breeding bad that momentum starts to happen you get nervous you get tight you you don't want to be laid off the ball you see any little movement and you go so I mean obviously something that that uh, our, our offensive line Zavala and Icky have not experienced before was this type of scenario and you just got to chalk it up to experience and move on there's nothing you can do about it now but definitely got in the way of success offensively not only those penalties but then just pass protection in general it's an incredibly incredibly hard thing to do to be successful on the road when you get behind uh, as an offensive lineman and Carolina played Monday night against New Orleans short week fly to the west coast not easy but this felt like one that got away because of injuries because of penalties Luke I'll give you the last word 0-3 headed home for Minnesota, and then at Detroit, at Miami. It's not an easy schedule before the bye week. I know the Vikings are 0-3, but uh, where does progress begin, and where is hopefully a win next week? Where does that start for the Panthers? Well, I think I think it starts with just controlling ourselves. I think there's a couple plays in this game that we'd like to have come back, whether it was on defense, our eyes in the wrong spot, or communication busts, or pre-snap penalties. I think that's all stuff that... I don't, I don't feel like, for the most part, we're getting beat. We're not getting beat by scheme. We're not getting beat by necessarily better players. I think this game, we've just, we just quite frankly hurt ourselves a little bit. And then if you take some of those penalties away, the last drive, we go down the field and score a touchdown. Then there was a play, there was a drive, um, the second drive of the second half. We overcame some penalties and went down and scored a touchdown. And then on the defensive side of the ball, we got a couple three and outs. We forced some turnover. We forced some field goals in the red zone. We had the interception. We had some good pressure on the quarterback. So there's a lot of positives. We've done a lot of things. But in order to win in the NFL, you gotta you can't beat yourself like Jordan's talked about. And then you got to play consistent football throughout the whole game. And we just haven't quite been able to put the whole puzzle together yet. But we certainly have the guys. The coaches have done a great job. Um, and, you know, I think Andy played tremendous today. So there's a lot of positives. You just got to play a complete game in the NFL to win. Andy Dalton making his first start for the Panthers, 34-58, 361 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. He was facing pressure almost the entire game, acquitted himself well. Adam Thielen had one of his best games in years, 11 catches for 145 yards, and his second touchdown as a Panther. We saw the vertical threat. DJ Chark can be made a couple of catches downfield. The end result, however, is a loss. Carolina 0-3 after a 37-27 setback at the hands of Seattle. All right, thank you, Anish, along with uh, Luke and uh, Jordan there. So uh, uh, we'll take our final time out here when we come back, our three and out, and we'll get to Eugene and Mike and uh, the uh, the last thoughts and last words on this one for the Panthers who lose 37-27 to Seattle. You're listening to Panthers Football presented by Morris Jenkins. It was a season of stirring comebacks. Panthers have won it in overtime! Unlikely heroes. It is about a team built and put together on a bunch of second, third, last chance guys. And unwavering belief. We just started developing that mentality that even if we get it close to the end or get it to overtime, we're winning. Cardiac, the story of the 2003 Carolina Panthers. 
You can listen to Cardiac on Panthers.com, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, or Apple Podcast. The Panthers postgame show continues. Presented by Southern Star, an official bourbon of the Carolina Panthers. Celebrate the spirit of the Carolinas. All right, 37-27, final score for the Panthers against uh, Seattle. Next up will be a home game at home versus the Vikings coming up with a 10 a.m. Uh, stadium show pregame, kickoff at 1 o'clock, and Panthers postgame show around 4 after the game. Thanks to our crew today, Harold Hamrick, Ben Blevins, Jason Hutchinson, along with Wendell Black, David Eads, and Matt Hogan right here with us, Byron Putman, Amy Martin, our broadcast manager, Eric Fiddleman, our affiliates manager, Sharon Thorson on the sidelines in Seattle, and David Langton, our executive producer we got a couple bits of business mike here to get to before we get out the door that's right the hardest working player of the game presented by sunbelt rentals the official rental equipment partner of the carolina panthers and i think this is unanimous yes. you throw the ball 58 times yes you're the hardest working player of the game so andy dalton congratulations, congratulations. by the way we talked about this was andy's most uh, throwing attempts most in panthers history ever anyone know most throwing attempts it's more than 58 it's in the 60s oh wow what quarterback who threw it in the 60s was it cam no, nope. no, no, it can't be Cam. Chris Winky. Chris Winky. The 63s. Wink. <laughs> the, the Wink. The Wink. Yes, he went by the Wink. 63. <laughs> the wink. 63 pass attempts. I don't know what game it was, but I saw it was 63 somewhere. Wow, I'm guessing probably not in the win if you're throwing 63 no. times. No, no. not 63 <laughs> I'm going to guess times. it was 2001. <laughs> it's like Dan Fox. Plus, didn't he have one of those games that we did where like they wouldn't let him pass the ball? Yes, right. Like He only threw it like yeah. seven times the whole <laughs> time. Remember right, that? they did. Oh, yeah. So they, they I think did. he probably has the highest and the lowest number of pass the attempts wink. in a game. The wink. The wink. All right. Hardest working Not to be man. confused with Wink Martindale. Uh, you're right. But definitely Andy Dalton for the hardest working player. He does. He was a beast today. All right, three and outs. You ready? Who wants to I'm go first? I'm ready. I can, I can go first. Okay. Right. I can go first. Uh, and let, Well, let's stay on the Andy Dalton theme. Uh, shows why that was a good signing. Uh, obviously able to come in when they need him and put up good production. Really managed the game well. Like to see if they had a full strength on defense, what that effect would have had if they didn't have all those penalties. Maybe it's a different game, but I thought that was a good signing. Um, can't they make this, as many mistakes as they made today. You just can't have that. And then the last, my last three, three and out is uh, glad to see Adam Thielen put up the production he had today because I think we've been kind of waiting for him to, him to kind of be yes. that second or third option for Bryce Young, and it's good to see him get a little confidence under his belt too. Three and out. The receivers, I thought, played much better today. They showed up. Uh, they gave some targets, and Andy Dalton took advantage of it. So that was outstanding. Defensively, I'm going to echo the same thing that Luke Keekley was talking about. Dirty eyes. Yep. Guys looking in the backfield. Secondary, you can't do that. There's no play that they're throwing the ball to you. They don't have to go auto and say, let's throw the ball to 26 or 25 or 24. They don't. So make sure that you that technique rules the day. If technique rules the day, alignment, assignment, and technique, it just takes your your athleticism up to a whole new level. But if it doesn't rule the day, then it makes you look like you better be the best athlete on the field so you can make a tackle because now you're not getting an interception, you're making a tackle. And so um, you need to take care of that. Lastly, edges. you got to take care of contain. The running back shouldn't be able to get on the outside unless there's a guy that's there who's going to continue to push him to the sideline or make him cut back into the linebackers. Our edges are not being controlled, and we got to control the edges. So Mike looked up the uh, – so it was a 30-7 to loss. 37 loss here against Arizona. Arizona by Chris Winkie yeah. in 2001. 36 of 63, Eugene. Wow. 
Only 233 yards on 63 attempts. Only 233 <laughs> yeah, yards? Yeah, 36 completions. That's all check downs. All check downs. I, I, uh, yeah, I, well, I shorted them 10 yards. It's 223 is the actual. Wow. Gave oh, them, you gave them 10 I yards, them 10 actually. Yards. Yeah, check yeah, yeah. downs, check downs, Touchdown check downs. Touchdown and an interception. So that so was the... Uh, just want to put the uh, the, the numbers in uh, perspective for right. the wink, the as wink. we now call the him. The wink. Uh, so for this one, again, the Panthers lose. Um, I'm going to say that you know, the thing with three my, uh, my three now is the penalties – I think that's an anomaly. I, I don't think that's going to happen again. I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying that's not going to be like this is a team that has to go work on not getting penalties. I think that was in the environment of being in yes. Seattle. Uh, it, it became contagious. So, again, I'm not saying it wasn't it wasn't good. Uh, it was certainly a big part of the game today. But I don't think moving forward uh, that's going to be something to be worried about. I love the um, the chemistry of Adam Thielen coming in. You brought in this veteran pass-catching receiver, him. Uh, with DJ Chark being the deep threat that he was today and Thielen, I think there is – explosive plays to be had in There's this hope. offense here. And then finally, I think, you know, I'm just talking ball here. I'm not telling anybody what to think or what to do, but I think, you know, when it comes to competition, whoever's playing better plays, whether it's the punter, the kicker, the long snapper, the quarterback, and Andy Dalton, uh, I think, you know, regardless of uh, health status here, has uh, earned the right, I think, to to keep going. Another be, week. It would be hard to sit him down another after 361. Week. Yes, another week. And indeed. again, that doesn't mean anything at all about Bryce Young. It's just the development takes – Whatever amount of time, and uh, you got to put your best players on the field. I think every week. And it's all right to learn on. It's all right to learn on the bench. It's it's different yeah. in the National Football League. You you learn on the bench is totally different. Yeah. So it's okay. It's just a, a part of a what's good, should be a long process and a, a long healthy career here for Bryce Young. But uh, again, has nothing more to do except for the the success we did see in the passing game today. Eugene and Mike, fun as always. Good Thank to you. see you guys. Yep, that was fun. We will catch up again soon. 37-27, final score. Seahawks win it over the Panthers. Thanks for listening on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Carolina Panthers football is brought to you by Harris Teeter, the official grocery store of your Carolina Panthers. Buick, a proud sponsor of the Carolina Panthers. Mount Olive, the official pickle juice of the Carolina Panthers. Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.